hey, pretend that there's intro music playing. This is a bare bones boom, episode. Boom, boom. Dun, dun, dun. Of Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. Today, we are discussing the Packers' 23-22 victory over the Detroit Lions on Monday Night Football. Here on Cheeseheads in Chicagoland, we're the best podcast about the Green Bay Packers. Coming to you from my beautiful South Side estate on a Wednesday, windy Wednesday afternoon. I'm Mike Fleischman. That's Matt Mellomsetter. Hey, hey uh, folks are really salty about this yeah. last-second Packers walk-off victory over the Lions. There's a lot to talk about in in the world of officiating, but I want to start. Just by uh, just by saying thanks for coming by, we're uh, we're drinking Lagunitas Super Cluster Ale today. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I like ales that are so rich that they kind of verge into like the non bitter territory that yeah. they get sweet again. Yeah. And this is one of those. It's not normally like a daytime beverage for me. It's it's a little no, it's bit a serious lot. for a daytime beverage, but it was upstairs in the fridge, so I figured, why the heck not? Yeah, pop it open. Um, thank you for sharing it with me. Uh, big story coming into this game for the Packers. They're very shorthanded. Yeah. No Devontae Adams. That's the biggest story. Jamal Williams was back and made a huge impact. Yeah. Coming off of a week that he missed because of the concussion he suffered a week earlier. Also, no big Bob Tanyan. Mm-hmm. That was a major factor in this game. And the loss that was apparent earliest on was the loss of Darnell Savage, yeah. who was out for the game. And. Just to get right into it, we saw immediately on the Lions' first drive, they took advantage of Will Redmond yeah. and had a game plan to attack Kevin King's side without any safety help over top all through the game. And it was, I'm not going to say wholly effective, but it worked. It was probably the best idea that you could have attacking this Packers defense. Yeah, it was. It was, and it was what they were most effective. I mean, when the Lions were effective was basically just the first quarter. I mean, we'll we'll t- we'll take a look at their their second half possessions. I think they totaled 60 yards in the second half. But when their offense was working well, it was because they were attacking Will Redmond and, you know, any corner that was relying on safety help over the top. Interesting matchup in this game was Kenny Galladay versus Kevin King. Yeah. Kevin King is um is groinally injured and is mm-hmm. going to remain that way. It makes him less fast than he normally is. And Kenny Galladay is that's my first real chance to get an extended look at him. He's extremely good. He's really, really yeah, good. Yeah, there's there's no mess, messing around with Kenny Galladay. No, he's he's both real. fast and technical. Yeah, he's he's for real. He's and really good. Yeah, he had a plus matchup against Kevin King all game long and won a lot of those matchups. Kevin King solidified in the second half of the game, which if you're a guy who's had like limited participation or non-participation in practice, you get yourself kind of in game day um, – as the game goes along, it's hard to get yourself fully conditioned and ready. So, yeah, was not surprised to see him much having much better luck in the second half. But the first play from scrimmage for the Detroit Lions was a flea flicker. I love that call. Yeah, um, I love a trick play on the first play from scrimmage. Yeah, came out and exciting. Like I, you mm-hmm. know, you blink and you miss it, and it's they're seventy yards downfield already. Um, it was a heck of a play to, to open the game. But as as we see throughout this game. This is a Detroit team that could either get favorable field position off turnovers and then do nothing with it, mm-hmm. or could get themselves into field goal range on long drives and then not finish it off. And this drive ended in the first of five Matt Prater field goals. Another note on things that Detroit has. We've talked about Matt Stafford, who's very good. Yeah. Uh, but they also have Matt Prater, who is beyond good. Yeah, he's he's... he's He's on a different level. Yeah, he's been steady for so long now. He's he's automatic from 50 yards. He's he's stellar. So he gets a gets the Detroit Lions on the board as this drive stalls at the Green Bay 8-yard line. 26-yard field goal. Packers go 3 and out, do absolutely nothing. Uh the Detroit Lions get it back and you know, the a lot of Detroit fans will paint this game as a game where they had to play, you know, one ver- 11 versus 18 yeah. or, or whatever nonsense you want. But um, I, I'm still like, this is not what aboutism, but this is just a general reminder that I don't think Detroit scored a touchdown in this game. I mean, they, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> they yeah. technically did. They technically did, but yeah, no great views on this uh, 
Carrion Johnson rush over the top. Um, Fourth and goal from the Green Bay one. Uh, they showed an overhead view that Tessitore and McFarlane said was like, oh, there's the proof that you need. But it was not an overhead view. It was like angled from behind. Yeah, it looked like an overhead view, but it was probably at about you know a nice uh, nice 120. Yeah. Where if, you know, if 180 is looking directly over the top, you are still severely angled backwards. Yeah. That was not a overhead view. And we got no, like, right down the goal line nope. view. Uh, and yeah. the referee called it a touchdown was probably the most screened off. Yeah. In fact, like, the call of short you know, turnover on downs was being made very confidently mm-hmm. by the ref who actually had a better view from the far side. So that is and, – and that's a drive that the, the touchdown is – set up by another huge deep pass on first down to Hall. Yeah. And they're picking on Chandon Sullivan, who's playing a little bit more again. Like yeah. Well, yeah, it was Ch- Chandon Sullivan was, was kind of playing safety over the top there. Yeah, deep, King had the deep passes are deep passes where you don't have Darnell Savage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can pick on the cornerbacks. Yeah. And I tell you what, uh, the, the Detroit Lions had absolutely no appetite to throw towards Jair Alexander in no. this game. No, um, He's become the kind of guy that lesser teams – like without a without a world class all pro receiver, they don't even look in his direction yeah. anymore. Marvin Jones Jr. Uh, two receptions, seventeen yards yep. on five targets. I mean, Jair shut him down, plain and simple. Um, so yeah, no, no, no. Detroit had to go everywhere but Marvin Jones mm-hmm. Jr., who's who's definitely their number one. Um, Jair Alexander's been stellar this year. My salty homerism, though, tells me that you, know, you can talk about bad calls in this game all you want, but there was only one bad call that literally put points on the board. Yeah. And that's a call of touchdown for the Detroit Lions. It's the only touchdown that they scored in the game. Yep. So you, if you talk about it all you want, we're going to talk more about it later, but don't forget that one. Yeah, and I, I think even beyond um, the officiating, if – you're only going to score field goals. You're not going to win the game. Yeah, you don't Aaron get. Rogers. You do not get to win. You don't get to win against Aaron Rodgers if you're one touchdown scoring. isn't going to do it. Yep. If you're scoring five field goals, it's not enough. You're not going to win. Uh, Green Bay gets the ball back. Looks like they're going to drive downfield. Aaron Jones fumbles. Um, it's funny because I was just having. I called the game on Friday, where the opposing running back is. I'm not going to say he's known for fumbling, but he has fumbled a few times in the mm-hmm. season, and a lot of it's due to his technique. So I was talking with my color guy about uh, how you hold the football properly to avoid fumbling. And Aaron Jones, during this fumble, had the ball about where he wanted to have it. Um, it's it's not a it's not a technique problem in that you know he had it high and tight with his uh, fingers over the tip of the ball. Yeah. It was tight to the shoulder pads, like guarded by the, both the elbow and the forearm and the bicep. Yeah. It was very good form, but uh, just a great job by Robinson to get it out. And ball spurts forward and a turnover on what could have been a promising drive. They were already in Lions territory where the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Detroit gets another field goal off of that as we move to the second quarter. So at this point, it's 13 nothing, which is uh, you know, pretty good. Yeah, cuz if if it's good start. if it's 17 to nothing or mm. 21 to nothing, it's a three possession game and this is starting to get out of hand. 13 to nothing, this defense holding them to field goals instead of touchdowns is key cuz it's just a two score game. Yeah, and so we move into the second quarter. Green Bay goes 14 plays, 60 yards, takes six minutes to get the touchdown. And you're exactly right, Matt. You cannot go on that drive down 21 nothing. No. I don't think you want to try and go on that drive down 17 nothing. No. Absolutely. Because this is a drive where, you know, 21 yards picks up the first first down from there. 11 yards and, you know, taken back on a penalty. And then Kumaro for 10 yards. Kumaro for seven yards, Jamal Williams up the middle for five yards. Those sort of things, like you can no longer establish the run. Yeah, it's the runs out of the window you need to catch up. Yep, Jamal Williams for 10 yards, Jamal Williams for five yards. That, those sort of things, just you're not allowed to do it. At four, And now this is a penalty that the first one that the Detroit fans really hate, fourth and five at the 13. Green Bay lines up for the field goal. Detroit display for too many men on the field. And it gives Green Bay a first and goal. Um, a lot of people don't seem to be aware of the rule of that. If the offensive team is in formation, that's a uh, 
That's like a no play penalty. Yep. And the snap is imminent. Mm Mm-hmm. And pay attention to that later because a lot of Detroit fans have saltily pointed out that there was a play where Green Bay had 13 defensive players on the field and tried to draw a little equivalence between the two. They called a timeout. But, yeah. Bears (laughs) called a timeout. There you go. Snap was not imminent. No. It's different. It's drastically different and called differently if it's in a field goal formation versus just an offense. Like, if, if, if it's just an offense on the field and the snap is imminent and someone starts to run off, you're going to let the you're going to let it play. Yep. If there's 13 guys on and an offense is there and the snap is imminent, it doesn't matter. You still have to snap the ball to get the penalty. If it's a field goal, it's a different call. And this game, um, a big storyline that the color guy, McFarlane, oh and God, a lot he's of – He's atrocious. He's terrible. I thought he was having a better game last Monday, but you know, I think that – I'm not a fan of Tessitor. No, he's bad too. <laughs> that whole I'm generally team is not. Bad. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Tessator because he's just he reminds me of the thing that that announcers do where he tries to make a first down pickup in a in a team's own territory into like a big play. Yeah. He tries to like Gus Johnson very small plays. Yeah. And it gets annoying because like that wasn't very important. Like I don't care. No. Like it, that okay, they picked up 7 yards. But uh, that team and that broadcast team seem to have a big bullet point of like this team has bought into Matt Patric- Matt Patricia's no excuses system. Yeah, oh my Detroit God. was sloppy throughout this entire yeah. game. Uh, they don't they don't look well coached. They don't look well disciplined out on the field. Uh, they don't have the look of a team that is ready to have a winning record and compete. They have the look of a team who still has to get rid of a lot of small penalties <laughs> whether or not they were yeah. whether or not some of the flags they got were were right or not they still didn't look good to me yeah and 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 you know I, I think that they did a decent job you know opening the game with kind of some some unscouted looks you know they 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 did good in the in the first half moving the football um but once we get to the second half man it just it just shows that they they made no adjustments the, the Packers' defense made adjustments. The Lions' offense changed nothing and did nothing different, even though it wasn't working. They made some smart draft picks. I like this guy, Hawkinson. Yeah, he's great. But at a certain point, they have to they have to ast- ad, um, admit that they need to spend some sort of capital on a dynamic running back. Yeah. Because they... They don't have one right now. Carry on Johnson. I'm not. I'm not buying on that. On that particular investment. Packers get. Uh, after the Jamal Williams touchdown pass from Aaron Rodgers that sets him up 13-7, still down six, Packers get one more field goal on another drive that, again, if this was 21-7, you can't have this kind of drive. Yeah. You know, The last scoring drive for the Packers was a Jamal Williams drive. This one was an Aaron Jones drive. You know, Straight up the middle, eight-yard gains. Jamal Williams out there a little bit as well. Um, Geronimo Allison gets one for uh, for 17 yards. And then they get the uh, they get the field goal and go into the locker room thirteen ten, and for all of the whole like, I just I it's another broadcast thing when people think they're like oh my goodness you know the Detroit Lions jump all over the Green Bay Packers like a touchdown and a couple of field goals in the first quarter, like, pardon me one of them set up by a flea flicker which was beautiful yeah, another one set up by a stupid fumble by a running back who rarely fumbles yeah. Like this game isn't over. <laughs> no. Like we got to keep with it. A two possession game in the first quarter is not over, especially against a good offense. Like Yeah, no. I had a lot of issues with with the commentating team, especially towards the end when Booker would not stop talking about the penalties. Yeah, um, he got he got pretty upset and you know that there's also there's also plays to be remembered before that drive with the those two final decisive drives that yeah. saw Flowers get flagged. There was some pretty egregious non-calls mm-hmm. on Packers drives before that that were fairly ridiculous. Packers come out of halftime, get a field goal. 48 yards from Mason Crosby was perfect on the night. The Lions punt, and then Darius Shepard comes into the game, decides to make things interesting. Yeah. Uh, Shepard, for some reason that's beyond my comprehension, decided to try to catch a punt over his head. Without fair catching it. Without fair catching it. Um, I We like Darius Shepard. Yeah, as I a matter do. Of, I really do. Uh, one, of our, one of our preseason superstars, a guy who made the team. 
by by being exciting and and gritty and workmanlike has been seeing actual NFL action for the first time and um, is making the case to maybe go back yeah. to the practice squad or possibly the back to the seventh spot on the depth chart yeah. and uh, give it a, give it another shot maybe later on this year or perhaps next year. Yeah, you know it's it's we're in a point right now where this wide receiver room just needs anyone who can take a snap. Yep. Um, you know, with, with Geronimo Allison likely out next week, I think Darius Shepard probably gets another chance yeah. to see snaps. But well, this is a Tanyan injury that brings these guys into the yeah. four because you cannot you cannot run Lewis and Graham, two guys in yeah. their 30s, oh, yeah. with, uh, you know, with a lot of miles on their tires out there for every snap. You yeah. know, if you have a three-man tight end rotation, a lot of these problems never come to four because Packers can just run out their 11 package or a two, you know, yeah. just two tight ends all game. Never think about it. Yeah. Uh, Lazard stepped up in his snaps, but Shepard probably needs a little bit more time. So, yeah, Shepard fumbles. That was incredible. <laughs> it was just the dumbest decision yeah, I've ever seen. Um, the Detroit Lions take over at the Green Bay 25, go three and out. Matt Prater hits a 41-yard field goal. And and that's, you know, the difference in this game is that mm-hmm. the Lions get the ball at the 25 on the edge of the red zone and can't even get a first down. Yep. And if they score a touchdown there, if like if they scored a touchdown on basically any of these other possessions where they got great field position after a turnover, if they could have capitalized on that once, it's a different game. But they were never able to capitalize on it. This defense, the Packers' defense played great, but the Lions just weren't really much of anything on offense. The Packers' defense played great. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, make your sentence more specific. Sure. The Packers' defense played pretty good in the first half. The Packers' defense played great in yeah. the second half. Yeah. Um, played lights out in the yep. second half. Packers go three and out. A penalty on Jackson holding on the kickoff return. Sets up a uh, sets up first and ten back at the ten. Uh, Rogers is sacked on first down by Snacks Harrison. Haven't seen Snacks Harrison since he was really a giant. <laughs> he's he's a you know quiet contributor for the Lions, and then they can't convert out. You know second and sixteen becomes third and twelve becomes fourth and four. J.K. Scott punts, and then the Lions once again. They've got. First and 10, their own 33 drive stalls at the Green Bay 33. Matt Prater hits a 51-yard field goal like it's warm-ups. Yeah. And uh, this is where the game starts get getting real stupid. Uh, the Detroit Lions are up 19-13, so Green Bay is behind by a touchdown. On the next series, Green Bay goes three and out. And second and six and third and six, these were uncalled pass interference penalties on the Detroit Lions looking for Jones for one looking for Kumaro to another and you know that was that was where I started to notice like well I'd already noticed that the officiating crew was very bad yeah, in this bad. game and you know, Blakeman's a guy who's been around forever the mm-hmm. white hat and he just he's usually a little bit better mm-hmm. but this game for whatever reason was pretty loose uh, Green Bay at this point had shot themselves in the foot a bunch of times. Aaron Jones dropped a wide open, wide open touchdown. Sure, touchdown that hit him in the hands. That one, that one was embarrassing. There were a couple of drops by Allison who ended up leaving the game because he got concussed. Yeah, which is another play that the Detroit Lions are whining about. You know, like when the top of a Detroit Lions player's helmet smacks directly into the side of Geronimo Allison's helmet. They want to talk about like, well. He's playing. He, he has a right to play the ball. Sure, sure, but I guess don't lead with your helmet. Yeah, like don't put your head down. Yeah, like if you're playing the ball, your head's up. Yeah, it's not down. Don't put your head down. It's a difference. You can't make that. You can't make that catch with your head down. Yeah, you, you spear. You're launching yourself yep. like a spear. I think that the 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 hands to the face penalties have emboldened critics of refereeing on the Detroit side to start making mountains out of molehills for a lot of other smaller mm-hmm. things in this game, yeah. and that was that was one of them where they seemed to think it was such an egregious call that you know a you know that you could just knock Allison out for the season yeah on that play by with a player with his head straight down looking straight into the turf yeah leading with the crown of his helmet and 
Sorry, guys. It's <laughs> not it. Like, apologies, but uh, you don't get to do that. But Green Bay goes three and out. Um, they force a punt from the Lions on the next series. And then Green Bay goes five plays, 58 yards, has another Rodgers interception. Again, Darius Shepard. Um, slips. Slips. The ball hits him in the face. Yeah. Slips. Ball goes straight through his open hands, hits him in the face, intercepted by uh, Coleman. Popped up into the air. Who's played who played really well in this game? Again, someone out there. I'm at MP Fleischman on Twitter. Tweet at me a reel of Aaron Rodgers interceptions. Pretty much go back to 2012. It's yeah. Oh god. How many of them were tipped up in the air by one of his own stupid receivers? Yeah. Well, every single interception of his since going back to 2017 was tipped by his receivers. He's had four interceptions going back to the 20 the end of the 2017 season um, when he came back out, out against like Carolina. Was that? Um, every single one of them has been a tipped interception. He's thrown four interceptions in like 800 and something pass attempts over the last and two years. And all of them hit his receivers Every first. single one has been terrifying. tipped by his own receivers. It's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all this tabloid stuff of like, is Aaron Rodgers not being a nice enough guy to his receivers? Uh, the balls hit him in the face, guys. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Just, just as also, a heads up. Yes, he is. Like also, yeah. yeah, he is. Yeah, also With the Lucas he, Patrick story. Also, he's rude. but The Lazard story. Yeah. Like, he's fine for his yeah. teammates. His teammates really, really like him. Yeah. Um, do you think football players care if you're rude to the media? No. What the yeah, f- Jesus no. Christ. <laughs> no. Football players yeah. don't care if you're rude to them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like part of the game. The game is go fight the other guy. Not... They're not going to give a shit if you're rude to them. Anywho, uh, so the pass was going down to the goal line, intercepted by Coleman at the two. He returns it for 55 yards because, I mean, and Shepard was wide open. Yeah. It was hit, Paul hit him in the face. I don't know what else you're supposed to do there. It was a little bit behind him. Yeah, but McFarland like, starts like, well, that ball's behind him. But like, it's not behind him enough to the point that – It hit him in the face. It Yeah, it hit him in the face when he fell down. If it was behind him, it would hit the ground. Yeah, like it, it wasn't <laughs> in stride, but it was on his body. Like it wasn't – even if he was still running, like he wouldn't have had to reach behind him. It just would have hit him in the yeah. chest. Yeah, it's a play where Devontae Adams is just on the sideline thinking, like, man, I want that ball. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, let me try and make a play on yeah. that ball. I bet he does. Devontae Adams is looking at that and the Jimmy Graham touchdown in mm-hmm. the end zone that was dropped, and he's going, oh, that's two oh. easy ones. Yeah, that's it's, two gimmies. It's two, two where I would have been standing there. Uh, so, again, the Green Bay defense played incredibly in this second half because uh, this ball is returned to the Green Bay 43 uh, the Detroit Lions go eight yards. Yeah. Carry on Johnson, eight yards up the middle. That's it. And then second and two, Stafford incomplete. Third and two. And it's another pass that's got the Detroit Lions fans whining. Carry on Johnson um, tries to make a catch, drops it. Yeah. And it's ruled a fumble on the field, and the play is reversed to an incomplete pass. And – to me here, like, I don't care whether that was a catch and a fumble or an incomplete or not. You just can't drop the fucking ball. Yeah. And expect to be rewarded for it. This is a letter versus spirit of the law issue. Yeah. To me, in that sure. you do not get to drop the ball out of bounds and be like, well, first down, I win. Yep. No. Because <laughs> like, if it's. If pat it's, me on the back. It was so close. It's so borderline of like. Yep. Sure, he maybe he got the feet down, but the whole time you can't tell if he has possession of it. And if he just doesn't drop it. He's standing by himself in space. If he just if a Green Bay player had made contact with him, that would have been ruled a fumble. Yeah. But because he was standing by himself in space and made that play entirely on his own. And just, that's why that play is reversed. Yeah. You want to be mad at the officials, cool, but be mad at Carry on Johnson for being average. Anyway, Matt Prater hits a 54-yard field goal like he was just lining up for an extra point. And at that so point, good. it is 22-13. to 13. And um, and the Lions got to be panicking. 22-13 to 13 is not a good score no. to, be, uh, to be up on the Packers on at Lambeau Field <laughs> with 12-17 left to yep. go in the fourth quarter. Two possessions yep. yeah. in the fourth quarter. That's You're not scared. where you want to be. Uh, yeah, Packers go seven plays, seventy nine yards in three minutes and fourteen seconds, 
on the Alan Lazard drive. Oh man. And and this is you know if you if you've been reading all the stuff about Alan Lazard this week about Rogers you know asking for him going to the huddle, um, Lazard coming back to the huddle being like yo throw me this ball I got it. It's it's so exciting you know to to see somebody like that who who this was the first drive in which they penalized Flowers for illegal use of hands to the face. Yeah, on a third down and ten. This was the one where people are showing you pictures of him with the hands in the on the face. Yeah, no, it of David looks very much like the hands are inside of the face mask. Yeah, which as last I checked was a penalty. Yeah, it's illegal hands to the face is not just face mask. It is also neck, neck. and upper to- upper torso, neck and. The actual head inside of the helmet. Now, I have no proof of this, but, Matt, I'm going to guarantee you yeah. that um, that is not the first, second, or third time that Flowers put his hands up there in that game. No, you can see it. The play before this gets called is he's got his hands fully on David Bakhtiari's face mask, and his head yep. is pushed fully back, and Bakhtiari went to the uh, referee and said, hey, mm-hmm. watch out for this. You've yeah. been doing it all game. Yep. And the next play, what do you get? You get that. And I don't mind a little gamesmanship. Like, if you want to see if you can put, like, a blow on the neck of a of a tackle that is known for, like, craning his neck yeah. wide in order to get the best release off the ball, if you want to see if you can come in there, yeah. either with a fist or a hand or something and get away with it, do it. Try it. But if you get called. But if you get called, you get called. Sorry. Like, that's, yeah, if, if that's what you think you need, the move you need to make. You know, if this guy's leaving that part of his body open for you and you want to try it, go ahead. Like, Dave Bakhtiari is a big dude. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably going to be okay. But you don't get to whine when it backfires on you. Yeah, and it's it's another thing of, of from our television view, sure, it maybe didn't look perfect. Like, on the other one, it does look like he's got him, like, right here, like on the neck and uh, shoulder pad. But if you're... F- if you're looking at where the referee was on those plays, it's not the TV view. Yep. From where the referee is, that looks like he's got him inside the face. Oh yeah. Inside the face mask, inside the head, and it's easy to understand how that's called. Yeah, because you already kind of established that. Yeah, Bakhtiari he's, is a yeah. guy who's like I've 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 watched a lot of David Bakhtiari. Yeah. He's not a dirty player. He's a nice guy. Yeah. He he's a fighter on the offensive line, but every single one of them is. Yeah. He's he's yeah, actually a fairly you know fairly yeah. cerebral football player. Yeah, you know, refs know those guys. Yeah, you know refs know the guys who who don't bullshit them. Yeah, you know guy, that's why like guys like Billy Turner are such a refreshing thing to see because he's another guy. Yeah, on that offensive line that like the refs know that Turner's not a dirty player. Yeah, they know that if like they're if if Turner's talking to him, it's because of something. Yeah, and I mean and. Talking to the refs about what to watch is like game 101, 101 of yeah. every sport. Yep. Every sport I've ever played since in fifth grade, I would be talking to the refs in travel basketball, being like, watch out for this, watch out yeah. for this. It's literally 101 of how you help get a call to help your team. Like yep. it's, it's whatever. Basic. It's, it's basic stuff. Welcome to the game of football, I guess, you numbskulls. Yeah. I don't know. Third down and five after the first down set up by that penalty. 35 yards. Rodgers to Lazard for the touchdown. Not only is this a perfect ball for oh, Rodgers. doesn't get thrown any better. That's a handoff. Yep. It's, you might not be able to fit a handoff into that window. It's a catch that uh, uh, Tessator said that uh, Lazard completed it with his hip. These are lies. He completed it with his balls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> while turning over upside down, it's incredible. Um, it's it's a catch that I don't care if Lazard never makes another catch in the NFL. Like, what a that That was it. Yeah. That's a catch of a lifetime. Yeah. Like if you can make that one, show me you can make five or six more like it this season. Yeah. Because there's going to be snaps for you now. Yeah. And, yeah. You'll get the chances because Rodgers puts improbable balls on people. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, you know, and, and the difference, I think, about Alan Lazard to me is, is I, I you know, I think he kind of stands in the same spot as Geronimo Allison and Jake Kumaro on this roster as kind of big-bodied possession receivers. 
Except that Lazard is so much bigger than them. I think he's meaner than them too. And he's yeah, no, he's he's definitely meaner. He's got a he's got a better vertical leap than both of them. You know, they originally when the Packers looked at him a few years ago coming out of the draft, they looked at him as a tight end, but he's kind of slimmed up and and gotten a little bit faster. And he he's gonna come in and say, "Give me give me the ball, Aaron. I know you're Aaron Rodgers. I want the ball. Yep, give me the ball." And that's an attitude that you don't see very often in an undrafted free agent. Like like Aaron Rodgers said, is like how can you not have confidence in that? And to come through when you ask for it, you're gonna get more snaps, man. It's worth it. At this point, it's twenty two to twenty. Lions are in the lead, and the Packers have them exactly where they want them. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, Lions go six plays, have to punt the ball on and. Lions could have used a little more time here on this drive if they wanted, but first and ten, carry on Johnson, five yards up the middle, incomplete pass on second and five stops the clock with eight minutes, twenty-five seconds left to go, and then Hawkinson gets the first down on first down, carry on Johnson up the middle for four yards, second down, Stafford incomplete, third down, Stafford incomplete. Yep. Um, weird play calling. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're up by two. I mean, I know there's more than seven minutes left to go. You've tried to, sc- you've got to try to score. Yeah. But this, this whole, the whole idea of like maybe make them may make something happen on the ground. They could not. No, they couldn't. They get couldn't started. all game. So they have to punt back to the Packers, who end up not giving the ball back to the Lions. They go 14 plays, 77 yards, 6:46 comes off the clock on this drive. It's a beautiful drive. It's really just one of the best and yeah, you know, we're not done with Alan Lazard in this game first no. and 10 five yards at the middle for Aaron Jones second and five Aaron Rodgers short right to Alan Lazard who just tried to shove a man mm-hmm. and again this is where I get into like yeah Kumaro has had a few chances at you know in the regular season and results are inconclusive I would say more conclusive than inconclusive that he's just he's not it he's there He's he's on the field. He's there. He's not getting open. He's not. Yeah. You yeah. know. He's not. He's just. He's not athletic enough. Um, yeah. I'd like to see. I'd like to see a little bit. Uh, I'd like to see him as the third option instead of the second. Like in yeah. a game where MVS is an option one. Yeah. I'd yeah. like to see Kumaro as option four. Yeah. And it's, match it, him up against someone other than the Detroit's number one court cornerback. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like I. I, I think Kumaro is <laughs> a solid fourth or fifth wide receiver. But he's not going to be one or two. Like I think that, yeah, there was a big kind of uproar on yeah. Packers Twitter. No. Hey, this legion off-season. of pasty white Packers fans. Um, uh, our determination is that I don't know if he's better than Jeff Janis yet. Yeah, no, and I Jeff Janis sucked. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I would say he's not better than Jeff Janis. Yeah, yet. not yet. Um, Alan but, Lazard uh, is. Though. Lazard's better than Jeff Janis. Yeah. Uh, Lazard on the short uh, short out immediately goes looking for contact and takes Coleman for 12 yards. Yeah. I love that. I, I love just it. love it. Yeah, and it was. I think it was this play is the one where Lafleur was between two plays in the in the huddle, and Aaron said, "Give me the first one. I'm throwing it to Allen. I'm going to Allen right away." Yeah. It was a little short out, and you know, I I I I don't think that can be understated. How no. how big of a deal it is that Aaron Rodgers is going, I want 13 on the field, get 13 on the field, and then is immediately like, hey, coach, we're running this play to get 13 the ball. Like, I think MVS has made a real case for, uh, that he's a legitimate NFL player. Yeah, I think but he's... But I have yet to see him he's act with that much stones. Yeah. With, like, yeah. <laughs> the amount yeah. of stones on display from Lazard in this game. Yeah, and it's... Like, I, I, I'm yet to be convinced that MVS is a number two receiver. You know, I think I think he's a deep threat, a a solid number three. I don't know if he's a number two. We haven't really seen him run yeah. anything underneath. He's only been effective on these big bending post routes and deep shots and stuff like that. Yeah, I I don't think he's fighting for a roster spot. No, absolutely point. not. But Lazard just looked great on this short underneath possession stuff, and and sometimes that that's what you need, and this is when you need it. This is when you need somebody dependable. Who can catch the ball? Who's also going to fight for five yeah. extra yards? And well, my my color partner will will tell you all day long about the guys out on the field who don't start playing until they get popped a little bit. Yeah, and I think Lazard is absolutely yeah. one of those yeah. guys. Yeah, and uh, 
turn that switch on. Yep, it just flips the switch. Gets you a little mad. Yeah. Like someone pops you once and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> God. <laughs> wait a minute here. I yeah. need to make you suffer now. Uh, Rodgers to Grant for nine yards. Picks up the first down. And then Jamal Williams up the middle for two yards. Rodgers short right to Lazard for 15 yards. Another one where they just yeah. put it out to him and he makes plays for you. And he's he's being he's being guarded by Coleman, who's been playing both fantastically this year and especially in this game. He was incredible this game. Yeah, I mean, Lazard isn't doing this about against a scrub. This Detroit secondary is really solid. Yeah, probably the highlight of their defense. They could not get any pressure on Rodgers. Yeah, so many of these plays where they came up with stops were on. Plays where Rodgers had all day to sit around yeah. and They'd think drop, about stuff. They'd rush three and drop eight in coverage. So let's get back to the drive. This is where everyone gets angry. Uh, four yards up the middle, and then uh, Rodgers incomplete looking for Kumaro. Penalty on Flowers, illegal use of the hands. This is the one where the league has said this was a bad call. I, for the most part, agree that this was the, not the right call. Sure. Right here. You are... Uh, and you can't. You got to stop telling me that this decided the game. No, because this was at third and fourth, the Detroit sixteen. That is a thirty. It's automatic. Thirty-three yard field goal from yeah. Mason Crosby. Shorter than one forty-five on the play, and Detroit has no timeouts. Yeah, Detroit's moved the ball a total of sixty yards in the fourth yeah. quarter. This is a gimme field goal from Mason Crosby. The game's over here. Yeah, it's it, this call doesn't change the outcome of the game. It just changed how it. It ended. just changes, yeah, whether or not Detroit gets another possession and not go anywhere. Yeah, in you know, in my Homer opinion, but um, you take a look at that shot from behind the play though, and credit Bakhtiari because once again Flowers has got his hand up on the shoulder, yeah. right near the neck. Yeah, and Bakhtiari is selling it. Yeah, that's part like, of the game, that's, man. Again, like this guy is not not kidding around. He's a veteran. He knows what's going on. Yeah. He's sick of getting his head knocked around by Flowers yeah. all game. So he's going to try and sell that penalty again. Yeah, and he did he it. Did it. Yeah. Congrats. That's part of the. Yep. It's part of the game, man. Yeah, you, you got to know how to sell it. Like you, know, you know what works there, Flowers. It's getting past David Bakhtiari, yeah, putting the hands on the chest. Yeah, or just <laughs> not. <laughs> Swim inside. I don't know. Yeah. Try anything other than the thing you already got flagged for. Uh, Williams up the middle. Uh, Williams smartly goes down before yeah. he goes into the end zone. Yeah, and he, he talked about afterwards that they talked about it in the huddle. Um, the floor called in through the, the you know the headset to Rodgers and mentioned it. Like The whole team was on the page of, if they give you the free pass, don't take it. Sit down. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, a smart play by, by Williams, but also – I think a smart uh, kind of heads up notification there from Lafleur and from Rogers and this team is, is is you know being ahead of it playing smart football. It's an indication that everyone's on the same page at yeah. least that yes. they all they all know where they are they all know what they're doing. It's it's not a matter of like I, what play is coming in next anymore. It's it's situational awareness. Yeah. So from there on out, Rogers Rogers kneels on. Second and third, Mason Crosby, 23-yard field goal is good. Time expires. Crosby does the Lambo leap. Everyone cries. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We all go home. We all we all go home. Packers are 5-1 and one Yeah. Oh, man. on the season. They have another home game coming up against the Oakland Raiders who beat the shit out of the, the, the Chicago Bears yeah. in their, la- their last time out. So um, uh, I'm not saying Oakland is legit, but you cannot look past them. Yeah, you can't write them off. Uh, they have well, – Maybe they're not legit, and the Bears are just really bad. They're a very good run-blocking team. They're yeah. doing Gruden shit yeah. is oh, what's happening. They stopped the run on defense. They took, they took one look at, at the Bears without Akeem Hicks in the middle, and Akeem is on I, IR right now, Yeah, which, I mean, frankly, that sucks. I love that guy. Yeah, He's my favorite Bear. He's so much fun. By well, such he's a wide literally margin. a Bear. Yeah. He's, he, he's so strong in the middle. He's so incredible. Yeah, I've, I've always liked him as a player. It sucks that he's on IR. Um, so yeah, they take a look at, at the bears without Akeem Hicks know exactly where they want to attack. Yeah. And yeah, the Raiders beat the, beat the bears on a, a last, uh, on a fourth quarter, go ahead, grind it out drive that completely embarrassed them. So they're coming into Lambeau and they've got nothing to lose. 
Raiders yeah. have nothing to lose. No. They, everyone thinks they're a laughing stock. Yeah. But they're playing all right this year. I mean, yeah. They're asking Derek Carr just to be a game manager. They're not trying to push anything. Um, yeah, the line's good in front of them. I mean, you know, we can all we can all rightfully despise the fact that Richie Incognito is in the league, but yeah. he played a good game yeah. against the Chicago Bears. Yeah. I mean, he's not bad. He yeah. just shouldn't he's be in the good, league. good football player. I just also think he might actually be a, a crazy person. Yeah, he just is <laughs> He's a, a danger man. to himself and others. Yeah. Um, yeah, Rodgers finishes with another one of his rare interceptions that hit a guy in the face. He only got sacked once. Uh, Jamal Williams goes over 100 yards. Aaron Jones, 11 carries for 47 yards in that fumble. I don't like the fumble, but, again, like fair play. Yeah, it's it's not like when you're watching Shady McCoy run the football and you're like, put that oh, ball somewhere, yeah. sir. And you're like, oh, yeah. you're, you're just holding it with your – Offhand, like it's terrible. Even, yeah, you don't even have it wrapped up anywhere. Yeah, no, Jones. It was just a good play by the the defense. You know, you can't fault him. It's gonna happen every once in a while. Yeah. Lazard with four catches for sixty five yards leads and a touchdown. Leads the team in receptions and yards. Yep, there's the thing. Uh, Geronimo Allison's questionable in the concussion protocol uh, coming into next week. Aaron Jones with four catches for thirteen yards and those like it doesn't look like much, but he continues to be a target. Yeah for Aaron Rodgers, and that's really helpful. And Jamal Williams had four catches for 32 that's, yards. That's what I was going to say. Is Jamal Williams as well. You know, in the in the absence of Devontae Adams, his team has found those uh, touches made up by Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, and Mercedes Lewis and Jimmy Graham. You know, a lot, the, the targets that were going to Devontae Adams have been spread out to the two playmaking running backs in the tight ends. Three sacks for the defense. One and a half of them belong to Preston Smith. One of them belongs to Zadarius Smith. The other half goes to Kyler Fackrell. Kyler Fackrell, whatever his name might be. Sure. Kyler's a name, I'm sure. But, um, Matt, the thing about the defense in this game is that the the Lions absolutely knew that if they just dropped Stafford back, they were doomed. Yeah. So they avoided that as much as possible. And when they did just drop him straight back in passing situations, which there weren't money more than three of them, yeah, he got swallowed, and he got swallowed quick. Yeah. It, oh, man. Preston Smith continues to play so incredibly well as a pass rusher. Uh, you know, there, there were times where when the, the play clock would get low, he'd be timing it up not off the snap but off the play clock because yep. they got to get it off before zero. Um, and there was one time where he – the ball is snapped, and he's already across the line, taking a step before anybody on the Lions line has moved because he was watching the clock. He was paying attention to when's that got to yeah. go. I, I, they got they got to snap it now. Uh, he's been fantastic. The read on him was that he was a, a coverage guy, a run stopper, and an occasional pass rusher, or yeah. he's just um, one of the best pass rushers in the league. Yeah. I don't know, whichever. Yeah, or him and Zedarius are both yeah. top five pass rushers in the league. I think the thing of it is is that if you've got Zedarius Smith on one side and Preston Smith on the other side, which side are you sending your running back to? Yeah. Which God. side are you lining the tight end up on? What, Where are you <laughs> chipping? you have yeah. to you're, you you gotta chip somewhere. You have to use two guys to chip now, and that completely ruins so many concepts. And by, uh, by most accounts, Darnell Savage is going to be – Working his way back into practice, yeah, and and providing a little help on the back end. Although, uh, Will Redmond might be up to the task of going again against the Raiders now that he's yeah had a, had a start and and saw some stuff go awry yeah and to get started and then fixed it. And you know, I th I think Will Redmond matches up much better against this Raiders team than against the Lions team. I mean, this Lions team is going to spread. There's you out. no receiver as good as Kenny Colladay on, no. on the Raiders. No, there's no receiver on the. I mean. Williams is maybe their best receiver. Um, Tyrell Williams, he's pretty solid. But but for the most part, like this Raiders team isn't looking to uh, go vertical. They're looking to kind of hit the short routes, go horizontal, and let their receivers run after the catch. They're not going to burn you. They're not going to. They're not going to hurt you. This is a this Raiders team's a run first team, and Will Redmond's looked pretty dang good in the run game thus far. All right. So in lieu of taking a break, we're already nearing an hour of recorded Sheesh. material. All right. Uh, in lieu of taking a break, because that would basically just mean that I'd have to put music into this using a program I don't know how to use. Uh, <laughs> again, my laptop's in the shop. I'm getting it back tonight. Uh, we'll, we'll get the podcast back to normal. If this podcast sounds like shit, please don't email me. I don't care. <laughs> Leave I a review. Don't know how to make, know. I don't know how to make it sound better on this particular <laughs> laptop that I'm borrowing to, to finish it off. Uh, Matt, I want to do a thought experiment. Okay. 
And my thought experiment is called try to fix an NFL game. Okay. Try to. Okay. Because, frankly, like, I am, if you want to tell me that the officiating in the NFL is bad and has, in fact, taken a distinct turn for the worse in 2016, I'm listening to you. I would tell you that. I am, I am absolutely, like, we can shake hands. We can walk down that street together. I believe you. All right, yeah. If you want to tell me that the officiating in this particular Monday night game was perhaps as bad as it has been in the league this year, you, I, I don't know if I'd say that. I don't know if you. I don't know if I'm walking that particular road with you, but I'm at least listening to you. Sure, you're close. Yeah, on that idea. But again, I've talked about this before. We sit at home and we watch 1080p, 60 frame per yeah. second slow motion replays. I dare you to watch an NFL game from from a camera mounted on an official's head oh at God. full speed with no replay. Yeah. Try to tell me what's going on. Yeah, you can. Try. I dare you to explain to me what's going on. I mean, it's easy, right? You just look at it and you call the stuff you yeah, see in front of no, you, right? No. It, you know, but you can just push a button, right, and slow it down whenever you want. No. 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 And I'm not bragging because a year ago in our August when I got my first gig working football as a video producer. Mm-hmm. And I watched, and at that point, like, yeah, I've, I've seen plenty of games, not on television. But yeah. the vast majority of my football experience is watching it on television. Yeah. At that point, I sat down and I realized, well, I don't know how to call this. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to look at it. Yeah. And I'm to the point where, like, and this is not much of an accomplishment. I can give you a play-by-play call of a football game. I I am a decade away from being able to officiate a full-speed high school football game. Yeah. And that's why these referees start when the players do at the peewee level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's not a mistake. That's not a coincidence. Uh, because you just you cannot see this game at their speed from their vantage point and understand it until you actually try to. I mean, and the idea of fixing it, like I dare you to fix a game like Try to pick out what player and what foul you're going to call to, like, gift Aaron Rodgers a first down and 10 where it should have been fourth down and a field goal coming up. Try to pick out the player you're going to flag and the penalty that could look plausible enough. Yeah. Try to pick that out. What are you going to do? How are you going to... How are you going to know what play to call? You can't really. You cannot. It's moving every play in the NFL is like less than 3 seconds for the most part. <laughs> you just it's there's 11, there's 22 men slamming into each other for less than 3 seconds find something go. Yeah. Like what? Uh-uh. Yeah, like how are you going to plot to me how you fix a game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like plot it through. Like step by step, like well, here's what I'm gonna call on who, yeah, when, like, like how do you fix Alan Lazard catching that fucking pass? Yeah, how do you fix a throw that's that perfect? Yeah, there's no, there's no way to replicate it. Like the, that isn't practiced the night before, like a WWE fight. Like, it's not possible. It, it, you know, like I, I saw so much garbage on my Twitter yesterday of. NFL's fixing it. The NFL's fixing everything for the Packers. Like, no, what are you talking about? And explain to me. Also, I mean, you don't need to explain this to me. Because sure. it's purely rhetorical and I'm being a jerk. But, like, explain to me why the NFL has a vested interest in the football team in Green Bay, Wisconsin. They don't. What the? Please no. explain to me why that is. They don't. Why do they have a vested interest in a team from Green Bay, Wisconsin? Instead of a team in, I don't know, the biggest media market in America, New York, where both teams are fucking garbage. Yeah. Or the second biggest media market in America, Los Angeles, where every team is garbage. Yeah. Or the third biggest media market in America, which is where we live in Chicago. Where the team is. Where the team is, at least, it's bad. Yeah, it's not <laughs> garbage, but they're not great. They can work something out this uh, year. I don't know. Maybe they will. Or the fourth biggest or the in four- Houston. In Houston. Which has taken forever to get decent. I mean, it's, yeah. not, it's not how the NFL operates. Like, they're not, 
Yeah, which seems to it's have lucked possible. themselves into a into a future Hall of Famer in Deshaun Watson. There's a prediction mm-hmm. that I'm making. He's going to win a couple of Super Bowls and go to the Hall of Fame. He's wow. He's too good not to. Um, I hope that happens at least. That would sure, sure make me happy. I'd love to see that. Um, but, you know, one of the main reasons is that, that, that he's down there doing that is that Chicago didn't draft him. Yeah, is that Chicago traded up to the, take The Mitch third Trubisky. biggest media market didn't draft yeah. him. So he's in the fourth. Like, why, why does the league not have a vested interest in making every team in every major media market good? The best. Because right now they're all bad. They're all sitting around 500 mm-hmm. and trying to scrape their way into something. I mean, nobody cares. You're not about fixing games for Sam Darnold. Yeah. <laughs> like no one's accusing anyone of fixing games for Sam Darnold because Sam Darnold isn't good enough to have games fixed for him. Aaron Rodgers is good enough to make it look like they're fixing games yeah. for him. Because he'll do things yeah. like that Lazard throw. Because he'll do things like that. He'll do impossible things. That throws it. There's like a statistic of of Lazard never had more than a half yard of separation on that that play, and it was like an expected completion percentage of fifteen percent. Yeah, I mean it just it doesn't happen. That throw is not made. That throw is not completed. It doesn't happen. Lazard wanted it. Aaron was like, "I got you," and put a ball on him. Yep. In the only spot that that ball could be placed. It couldn't have been placed in any other spot. 50 yard, 35 yards downfield. Over the shoulder basket catch at full speed. Flawless. It's disgusting. It's unbelievable. And that throw to MVS in the first half was ridiculous too. The throw to Jones that hit him in the hands oh, was disgusting. Yeah. Oh, and that's a great – that was a great concept too to, to get that – get Aaron Jones kind of moving out of the backfield – draw the linebacker coverage, and then sprint him upfield because he's going to burn that linebacker, and he's wide open. There's yep. no safety help over the top. They're going to run that play against the Raiders, I guarantee oh, you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I guarantee you they want another look at that particular play. But that's my point. Try and fix a game and explain to me why they're fixing it for the Green Bay Packers, yeah. a team that hasn't had a winning record in two seasons and who by all accounts maybe isn't as good as their record right now. Yeah, <laughs> and is in a – Market of a hundred thousand people, not yeah, even the three million of Minneapolis or the eleven million of Chicago. None of that. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, I it just it's it's completely imaginary to to think any of these conspiratorial things. Like the league is biased against the Detroit Lions. I think the league would prefer the Packers to be bad and the Lions to be good. Yeah, because the Lions play in a bigger market. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a way bigger storyline if the Lions win their yeah. first Super Bowl. Do you know what the league wants? The league wants the Cowboys to be good. Yeah. Oh, my The God. league loves that the Patriots are good. Yeah. And the league lets – like, here's my conspiracy. The league knows that the Patriots have been actively cheating, like, through, like, video scouting and sign stealing and, yeah. like, like all that stuff for forever, and they don't care. Like, there's my conspiracy. Yeah. Is that – the league wants the Patriots to be good. The league wants the Cowboys to be good. The league would love it if the Giants were good. Yeah. Can you imagine oh if the God. Giants were good? Oh, my God. Can you imagine if the L.A. Rams and the L.A. Chargers were both viable teams mm-hmm. that had fan bases? They would enjoy that. Yeah. They greased the wheels to get a team out of San Diego into Los Angeles so they could be there and suck and not draw any fans. Yeah. And that is what the league wants. small soccer stadium. Look at what they are doing to the teams that they want to succeed (laughs) versus, like, what they're doing in Green Bay, which is nothing. Like, the the whole Green Bay cottage industry is an aberration. And if if not for Brett Favre, it wouldn't have ever happened. Yeah. Like, there was no, like, the Green Bay Packers had a certain, like, quaintness like an old like ta- checkered tablecloth yeah <laughs> in the in the 80s yeah like this was not like a everyone in america loves green bay like no they were a laughing stock they were atrocious like, why does this team so bad why has this team not been moved out of this market to somewhere good like kansas city or at least milwaukee yeah why they were playing games they used to in, play milwaukee in milwaukee at the yes time. and yeah the gold the gold ticket games yeah yeah I, so 
yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm not entertaining. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. not entertaining <laughs> fools. You tell me that the league is fixing things for the Green Bay Packers. I don't believe it. The league isn't fixing things for anyone because the referees aren't good enough to call the games in front of them, let alone fix it. Yeah, yeah that's 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 I think the the thesis of this all. Is yes, the refs are not good enough to even try and do it right. You best not believe that they can actively do it wrong. Nope, it's impossible. It, it's it's beyond their abilities. And that is Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. Look at what's going on. Uh, it's coming up next week. There's a, a bunch of games. I clicked on the wrong thing. I wanted to go back to last week and take a look at what else happened because, Matt, there's some other good good stuff happened yeah. in, in the league. Uh, the Patriots beat the New York Giants on Thursday Night Football, and nobody was surprised by that at all. Carolina beat Tampa Bay. Jameis Winston threw five interceptions in a game. He's uh, had two games this season that should end, end his NFL career, yet it's not going to. Yeah. Um, the Baltimore Ravens beat the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are on fire. The Ravens are uh, Ravens are putting something together. They're going to they're gonna need another season, I think, to really build themselves into what they want to be mm-hmm. with uh, Lamar Jackson and, and their new identity, but they're on their way. Uh, Seattle beat Cleveland. Uh, Seattle's really on a roll this year. They have a running game again. Helps Russell Wilson do the stupid bullshit that he does yeah, he's in order insane. to be successful. He's insane. <laughs> uh, New Orleans beat Jacksonville 13-6 to in the most exciting game ever played in the NFL. Uh, the Houston Texans beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm telling you about the Houston Texans. They're good, man. Don't sleep on them. And the Chiefs defense is just so bad. Yeah. I don't know if they're for real. Yeah, you got to score. Uh, you have to score significantly more <laughs> points than 24 against uh, the Houston Texans to uh, to win a game. Uh, Washington beat Miami 17-16. Uh, that's fantastic. Minnesota with a nice bounce back win over Philadelphia. Um, I don't know what Minnesota's doing up there. They're good. They're bad. I don't care. Right. Arizona beat Atlanta in in a game where neither team was good at all. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers might have it together this year. They beat the Rams 20-7. to That might be a reflection on the direction that the Rams are headed. Yeah. More so than anything, although San Francisco has not played a bad game yet this season. Yeah. Uh, the Denver Broncos shut out the Tennessee Titans 16 to nothing. T- Tennessee's just not having the season they want to have. No. Uh, and my favorite game of all time, Matt, the New York Jets beat the Dallas Cowboys. I forget who I told confidently this week that the New York Jets, or last week, that the Jets were going to beat the Cowboys, but I was right, and you owe me a sandwich, whoever that was. God, Michael Gallup was atrociously bad in this game. He was bad. He was bad. Cowboys are just not not as good as we thought they were. I thought they were for real. I don't think they are. No, they're not. I have I have never once thought the Cowboys were for real in any situation that they've ever been involved in. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, with their third-string quarterback, beat the Los Angeles Chargers 24-17. to And the Green Bay Packers, of course, beat the Detroit Lions 23-22 to on Monday night, going to Week 7. The Packers are going to have the Raiders for their second home game in a row, a Sunday noon game. Uh, I'm running the Oak Park 10K wow. Sunday morning, so That's it's – yeah. I hope it's not pouring rain. Oh, that would be great. I'm going to look at some Frank Lloyd Wright architecture while I run past. They've like done the route up so that you run past all the various Wright buildings oh, in Oak Park. That's really cool. Yeah, Sunday is like you know the architecture open house as well, which is mm. I'm not going to be able to do it this year because my uh, my normal open house uh, going partner is out of town. So the 10K is kind of taking its place. I'm really looking forward it's to it. An architecture run by. Yeah. Yeah, and we haven't haven't really – I've done a little bit of Oak Park, but I've never really been through, mm-hmm. like, the Wright Museum down there or anything. So cool. give me a chance to see all of it. Um, so, yeah, so that one's coming up at noon, and we'll be back next week to talk more about it. Um, I think we all know who the head cheese head is uh, this week. It's, uh, it's Alan Lazard. It's Alan Lazard. It turns out it's Alan yeah, Lazard. Lazard. Although Aaron Rodgers played flawlessly, but he's won it basically every week. So I think – Alan Lazard, it's your chance for the game ball. Buddy. Yeah, great job. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how many more, uh, how many more games this season or ever we'll get to tell Alan Lazard he's the player of the yeah. game. So uh, we'll we'll do it just this once. Seize this opportunity. Yeah, I, I gave it to a defensive guy on my uh, on my football broadcast last week too because I'd given it to an offensive guy seven weeks in a row. Yeah, so, Alan Lazard, you get your chance. 
In lieu of us just giving it to Jair Alexander again, because you have to throw it at Jair Alexander <laughs> yeah. in order for him to make plays. Uh, we'll be back next week with more Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Cheesecagoland. Follow me at MP Fleischman. Uh, listen to GlobeRadio.org for week nine of the Penn Kingsman, final week of the regular season before the sectional pairings. They get a week off next week. But they're taking on crosstown rivals, the Mishawaka Cavemen, to Everyone's chagrin, Mishawaka and the Cavemen has decided to move out of Penn's conference, and so it will be at least four years between two, but before two high schools who are about two miles apart geographically wow. meet and play each other again. It's a big end of an era wow. <laughs> for, us, uh, for us on Friday night, so we're looking forward to that. So uh, follow along on globeradio.org if, uh, if you need to hear me yell about football more than I do on this particular program. Um, if I was going to put music into this episode, it'd be swelling up right here. But, uh, Matt, what should people do? Stay cheesy, baby. Yeah.